You ever felt you're being watched sometimes? Have you ever had a cold shiver run down your spine? Sometimes we go through that. Sometimes we look for answers to questions we don't really truly understand. Like, are we truly alone in the universe? Is there life after death? This world is weird. It gets weirder by the day. And in that weird are questions that we have as curious beings known as humans. Tonight, we look into some of those questions and get a little weird. Cause we all are just a tad bit weird. Tonight on Weekend Weird. Uh, welcome to Weekend Weird, the show about the weird and mundane that's out in the universe and beyond. I'm your host, creator, producer, uh, damn near Mr. Everything, well, half of Mr. Everything, Rick Nick. Uh, yeah, we're churning out these episodes like hotcakes, man. I mean, we got a, quite a few in the can. Um, so, yeah, we got another one for you. This one's a little bit lighter, but still on a serious tone. Uh, we're going to be talking about the Men in Black. Me and my co-host, Ogul, <laughs> returning to a co-host. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about the, uh, story of the Men in Black, not the movie, the actual Men in Black that come to your house after you've seen a UFO. Not Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. I wish they would come in, because that would be awesome, but unfortunately, it's not them. So, again, this was recorded remotely. Um, Sorry about the ringing. It's going remotely because of the pandemic. We're still in a pandemic, even though we're seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. Um, So, yeah, yeah. And uh, stick around for the end of the episode, where... We say goodbye. <laughs> so, without further ado, here is recorded just earlier today. Well, earlier <laughs> when we recorded a bunch of episodes, I can't I can't remember how many we recorded. On it's been, it, it, I think we're God, it had to be nine or ten of them. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm tired, but I'm recording this and this intro. Like after like this whole thing, but yeah, here's here's me and Ogul talking about the Men in Black on Weekend Weird. Enjoy. Yo, yo, How you been, man? Oh, you know, not much has changed since last week, I guess. <laughs> well, it was about two. Was it last week or the week before? I don't know. We we just been churning the last couple of episodes out like it's nothing. Yeah, <laughs> we really have been, and days are so non-descriptive day by day yeah. I, don't, I don't know what week it is i mean it's not snowing anymore so that's a plus yeah yeah i mean that's we're grateful even though they said it might snow this week by the Stop. end of this week don't say stuff like that yeah i wish they could but that's what the weatherman saying oh we might have more snow and i'm like oh i might forget that you uh live <laughs> <laughs> you and your junk science yeah, yeah. get the hell out of here like fake news, fake news, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> fake news, fake weather. I watched yeah, my, fake. 
I washed my car today, man. It cannot. It, it cannot snow. No, I don't. I don't believe it. Well, hopefully it doesn't. Uh, hopefully not. What's going on, Mick? What are we doing today? Um. Yeah. Well. Um. After I tell you about my bracket being busted, thanks a lot, DeVry University. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, we're gonna be uh, right. <laughs> playing in the big leagues now, aren't they? Oh God, yeah, beat Michigan State ninety to eighty one. I mean, Jesus Christ, <laughs> I didn't even know they had a team. Come on, man. wait, hold on. Come the on. real DeVry University has a team. I thought you were kidding. Yeah, I am kidding. Uh, this, is, this is how little I know about college sports, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, you did ask me about uh, is there really uh, a university out there named Oral Roberts? I mean, <laughs> I mean, come on, like, yeah, they've had. How, when did you say it was created? Nineteen eighteen. They've had a hundred years to change his name. No, nineteen sixty three. Oh, okay, so it's not that old. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, this is. Uh, uh, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it's named after after actual guy. I heard he wasn't that. Uh, I don't know too much about him. I just heard he wasn't uh, pretty much on the up and up, even though he was a Christian evangelical minister. But hey, um, it it could be worse. It could be their. They could have the name of their sister school, Anal Johnson. Ah, uh, yes, yes. <laughs> Yes, yes. <laughs> that one you definitely don't want on your resume. Yes, this is like, uh, all right, your resume looks good here. It says uh, you have a uh, bachelor's degree in science from Adel Johnson University. Yes, I was uh, number one. <laughs> <laughs> I often use the back door to get into the building. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Front door was all, you know, closed off, so. Yeah. yeah, every time I come to class, I, I start off with saying, just a tip, just a tip. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, we're talking about, once we get our minds out of the gutter, we'll be talking about um, UFO conspiracies pertaining to the men in black. Now, I know what some of the people out here listening think and why they talk about the movies. No. We're talking about men, supposed men dressing up in black suits, claiming to be from some government agency who harass, threaten, or sometimes even assassinate UFO witnesses to keep them quiet about what they've seen. And if you're also wondering what's that noise in the background, I'm in a big ass mansion and it's storming and raining, and supposedly it's haunted. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we talk about that men in black, uh, not Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones or the Men in Black International or those movies, no. Actual men in black. People who have seen UFOs claim to have been visited by men in black. Yeah. So Spooky stuff. Yes, yes. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes it's ridiculous. But we're reviewing it here on Weekend Weird to see if this is actually true. And if this is actually true, what damn government agency is sending guys in black, uh, dressed in black suits to intimidate UFO uh, witnesses? Or are these men in black some sort of alien race from the planet ZZ2 or whatever? I'm just wondering so, how many times you're going to say men in black before I get the song stuck in my head. Oh, um, I'm going to say it to you. Uh, break out the song. <laughs> in fact, it's already in my head right now. Yes, yes. The, uh, the first Men in Black song, not uh, Black Suits Coming from the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> God. 
that was just a paltry trip to gain money, even though the movie wasn't that bad, but still. <laughs> you know what? I actually like the um the third one was actually pretty good. Yeah, I did enjoy the third one. I th- I was pleasantly surprised by the third one. It was like uh like emotionally potent. There was like a lot yeah. of like uh good good character development um in the third one and it kind of went back on top of these films. But anyways, anyways, the third one was yes. surprisingly good. Yes, it was. I did it. I, I again I was pleasantly surprised by it. I enjoyed it. Even Josh Brolin did a pretty decent Tommy Lee Jones impression um, on his way to becoming Thanos. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed it, but yeah, that's all we're going to mention about the movie on this podcast. We're going to be talking about the actual Men in Black. Let's get into it. Okay, so again, this is by UFO conspiracy theories and popular culture. Men in Black are supposedly men dressed in black suits who claim to be quasi-government agents who harass, threaten, or sometimes even assassinate UFO witnesses to keep them quiet of what they have seen. The term also frequently used to describe mysterious men working for unknown organizations as well as various branches of the government uh, allegedly designed to protect secrets or perform other strange activities. The term is generic, used for any unusual, threatening, or strangely behaved individuals whose appearance on the scene can be linked in some fashion with a UFO sighting. That is the definition given by Wikipedia. Okay. Or what the men in black were. Okay. So, what the hell are they? So, supposedly, anytime there's a, well, most of the time, there's a UFO uh, sighting by someone, and they report it, these men would show up and start asking questions and tell these witnesses they didn't see anything, or um, threaten them for some way. There's been documented stories uh, of people who had seen UFOs or had close encounters with uh, alien uh, beings from another dimension or another time or whatever again claiming that and these men would show up and uh, look weird now what do they look like it varies but people usually give the same description usually a person who's Caucasian or appears to be Caucasian wearing a black suit white shirt black tie glasses hat mostly so yeah we're going to get in some stories about them, but Ogul, let me get your thoughts. I mean, one, I guess, first question, like, is there, mm-hmm. I guess, is there a question in your mind? Because it, it's sort of clear to me, but when an incident does happen and the military comes to respond, would it be probable, would it be, I, could you imagine that men who are dressed in black suits in some sort of higher position would show up to assist, whether it's the CIA involved or some other intelligence agency. Um, And I'm not talking about like, you know, farmer Nancy saw a UFO. I'm talking like an incident happened that might be of like military or national security concern. Would it be, would it be, you know, would it be out of the like, question to, to expect men who are dressed in all black suits to show up? 
Yeah, you wouldn't expect something like that if, like, say this is like a mass UFO sighting, mm-hmm. but like the um, the manner that certain people describe these guys as are is different and weird. Some of the stories are weird. Some of the stories are, oh, I would expect something like that. If it typically with that with what you're claiming that you've seen or stuff like that. It just like. It, or even the fact that people are saying that they are intimidating and telling them people to shut up. You, first of all, you don't go somewhere. Um, if someone's claiming whether they saw this, this, or the other, whether they tell them the truth, they're lying, or they don't understand what they had seen, you don't go up to them and start threatening them and tell them that you didn't see anything. First of all, we I saw it. I'm going to say I did see it. Too damn bad. I think that happens more often than you might think, though. Yeah, it does. I think that the only the stories that we've gotten and only the the tip of the uh, stories of uh, them visiting people claim they've seen something extraordinary or um, not not normal. So, so I think that's only the tip that we're getting it. And also, like we said this before with like other UFO cases or close encounter cases, alien abduction, you name it. You coming out and seeing these things makes you look crazy. It does. Absolutely. Yeah. So you're putting yourself out to whether it did happen, you believe it did happen or it didn't happen, or it's something that happened to you. And it's totally unexplainable. You know, you're putting yourself out there on the line saying that something weird happened to me or I saw something weird takes a lot of of guts. So because you, you don't want to be looked as if you are there, there's something wrong with you, which we need to go forward or that, that the way society views people who need uh, who have mental issues needs to change. But. Even with this, it makes you look like you're a couple of uh, screws loose. Uh, a couple of screws loose. I don't know. Do you remember in the movie JFK? I feel like we reference this movie so much on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, do you remember that scene when one of the witnesses that saw like a flash or a bang from um, the grassy knoll? And they're mm-hmm. in like an interrogation room and some FBI or CIA agents like, you didn't see that. That's not what you saw. You saw right. it not coming from the book depository. And like, I don't know. To me, that probably happened, especially back then, probably a lot more often than, than anyone would care to admit. Like, this is the official line. And if you say something else to the press... We're gonna come after you and your family, or you're gonna lose your job, or some some sort of thinly veiled threat. So right, right. You know, uh, yeah, and that's uh, a perfect example of making someone um, doubt what they've they've seen. Yeah, you, you try to, yeah, you gaslight them essentially. Yeah, you're gaslighting them uh, essentially, and that's what the people who claim to have had encounters with men in black also insane. Um, that's totally believable, but it just comes up to the fact that 
why okay i can see the fact that people would say that these people in black suits are coming to ask questions and stuff like that but some of these stories that they're saying that these uh men how they reacted or acted or or just absolutely straight here let's take this perfect example yeah let's let's get into the stories absolutely we're just yeah before we hear any of the stories so yeah yeah, let's hear the story of Dr. Herbert Hawkins. He was a consultant working on a UFO case in Maine back in the, I believe, the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And uh, one evening, his family had went out, and he was home alone working um, on this UFO case. He received a phone call for someone uh, purporting to be an activist in a UFO community and asking him if he can visit his home because he had some information on the UFO case that Mr. Hopkins was working, Dr. Hopkins, excuse me, was working on. So Dr. Hopkins said, okay, he would. And um, he went to flip on the uh, light on his porch to uh, show where his address is. And as he was flipping the light on, he happened to look outside and the person who had called him to talk about this case was walking up the stairs oh that's weird so i mean it's obviously well not you said 50s so no cell phones yeah yeah they had no cell phones yeah yeah (laughs) and literally the nearest payphone he said was like a couple of blocks down from his home Mm -hmm. so it was in he said it was impossible for someone to make that phone call and then immediately be at his stairs walking up i mean Uh, multiple men involved it could be, but he said it was the same. The doctor said it was the same person who had made the phone call. Interesting. So this guy uh, there on his porch right after he makes the phone call. Yes, the uh, doctor describes the man as wearing a black suit, a black tie. It had very unusual facial features, like no hair or eyebrow, eyebrows, and he was an extremely pale person. Dr. Hopkins' dog began barking erratically the minute the man entered the home. Um, he introduced him. He really didn't introduce himself, but he went to sit down and uh, started asking Dr. Hopkins about questions about the case. So after he was done, after this man in black was done asking questions about the case, the visiting even stranger. Here's how it went. Now, this is according to Dr. Hopkins as reported to the website, uh, The Night Sky. The men in black informed Hawkins there were two coins in Hawkins' pocket, which, yes, he did have two coins in his pocket, I think two pennies. He asked them to remove one. Dr. Hopkins applied and held the coin, a shiny new penny, in the palm of his hand. The man in black told Dr. Hopkins to watch the coin closely. After a few moments, the coin took a silvery appearance and then appeared to be going out of focus. It then began to fade and eventually disappeared altogether. The man in black informed Hopkins that the coin would never be seen on this plane again. (laughs) He then inquired as to whether Hopkins was familiar with the alleged UFO abductee Barney Hell. Oh, okay, this is during the 60s. I'm sorry, not the 50s, the 60s. But still, there was no cell phones. Dr. Hopkins replied that he heard of uh, Barney Hill, but was under the impression that he had died in not too distant past. The MIB of Floor Hopkins said it was correct. 
Barney didn't have a heart, said the men in black, just like you will no longer have a coin. It, it should be noted that Barney Hill had actually passed away from a stroke. Cerebral hemorrhage. Mm-hmm. The man in black was gently suggested Hopkins destroyed any material he had related to the case. And then left. Dr. Hopkins then burnt every file he had related to the case because he was so scared from that encounter. He then said he had repeated phone troubles after the phone company said the light had been tampered with. But he never saw the man in black again. Okay, so he came and essentially threatened, this man in black threatened Dr. Hopkins and told him to destroy all the evidence. Yes. And he complied and they never showed up, they never showed up again. Yes. Do we know what UFO case he was working on or no? Uh, let me see if I can bring it up. I mean, is it like a famous one? I'm just asking, like, is it one we've covered before? Uh, I don't think it's one we've covered, but it might be... Uh, huh. Mm. Can't find it. It's okay. It's okay. You don't have to spend time. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll bring it up another time, but... I think it was relatively famous for Maine. Uh, but yeah, this is what, according to Dr. Hopkins, it said it happened with this man in black. So this is what I was going to ask a little while ago. Is the is the question about men in black like shaking down people and threatening them and like having them change their narrative from eyewitness testimony? Or are we alleging that the men in black themselves are extraterrestrial. Uh, there, that's both theories that's going around that these men are from some unknown. That one side say that these men are for some unknown uh, military branch, whether they're working with the army or the air force or the CIA or the FBI or NSA or maybe all of them combined or. Uh, some secret agency we never even heard of, and there's some coming from the camp that there that these men in black are, um, a UF, uh, uh, no, uh, um, alien race from some uh, different dimension or different world that are trying to keep people, but both of them are trying to keep people quiet about UFO uh, encounters. <laughs> they work uh, for an intergalactic Mark era PR PR agency. <laughs> they're they're trying to. <laughs> They're trying to uh, mitigate damage from uh, uh, UFO witnesses witnessing. Ex- yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, yeah, I thought that, so. I thought there there was some speculation about them being um, otherworldly. Okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Continue. Yeah, continue. Yeah, yeah. There are also these men in black. Uh, there's some that thinking that it's both that it's a government agency filled with. Uh, uh, Aliens, uh, half aliens, half. Hello? Still there? This is. I, I am. I am. You definitely can. Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah. For a second. Sorry about that, folks. Um, I was saying that uh, some people say that uh, 
the, the it's a combination of both that they're aliens and they're working for the government. Um, some people are saying that that they're related to the New World Order. <laughs> not, not, not Hulk Hogan and WCW and that stuff, but uh, uh, conspiracy theory with the New World Order. They want to take over uh, the world. They have one world government or they're um, these. Okay. Yes. All right. That's getting ridiculous. Yes. That's, that's Alex Jones uh-huh, stuff right there. Yeah, exactly. Literally. Actually, I'm not just like being funny. That's like what he used to believe. I don't know what he believes. Yeah, no, that was before. This predates Alex Jones. This is where Alex Jones got crazy. And this is, <laughs> this is what made the Alex Jones and motherfuckers like that for. This has been going on for years. This predates Alex Jones. Um, so, also that they're connected with these men in black could be connected with the Majestic 12, um, which a case we'll get to at a later date or weekend. Weird. I mean, there's so many theories that's going out here. What is what is the men in black? Who are they? Where they come from? But their MO is pretty similar uh, well solid is they come they, they ask questions they try to intimidate people sometimes it works the ones that work that we really don't know about um, most of them and sometimes it doesn't um, God they were the men in black um, were sent and started uh Asking questions of witnesses during the um, Mothman sightings back in Point Pleasant, uh, Point, excuse me, Point Pleasant, uh, West Virginia. Um, they were asking questions about that. They were supposedly been in black were there at the Kelly Hopkinsville uh, encounter, um, along with um, in the days after the initial uh, night that. Um, they had seen the little green men, but the days afterwards, they're supposedly there. Uh, they were supposedly uh, asking questions about the Flatwoods monster in West Virginia also. Another case we'll get to a weekend weird. Uh, they were supposedly seen uh, asking questions during Kenneth Arnold's sightings. Uh, when he first, with the, with the, the modern-day flying saucer uh, encounters had started, uh, they weren't really some say they were some say they weren't um, asking questions during the Roswell incident um, yeah it just varies a lot with these things and no, no go ahead yeah it makes sense yeah yeah no it makes sense um, you know there's speculation that they were present in all these incidents but you know there's obviously a few of them that stand out more than others. Um, is there other ones similar to Dr. Hopkins's? Yeah, there's the uh, story of Albert K. Bender, who was a well-known, extremely brilliant researcher who founded the International Flying Saucer Bureau. Um, his In 1955, his research was about to yield serious fruit as he prepared to unveil a paper that would prove the U.S. government had, to one degree or another, color up the proof of UFOs. He planned to publish his findings in the Space Review that was until he was visited by the men in black. This is according to an article. 
Bender claims that three men, all dressed in black, visited him at his home and warned him against pursuing the topic of UFOs any further. The men left Bender scared for his life and immediately shut down all his research and the Flying Saucer Bureau. Many people claim who knew him claimed that Bender was a changed man after his encounter. His later works were rambly, almost unreadable, and he seemed to live his life in constant anxiety and terror. He's reported to have still received mysterious phone calls with no one on the other end until the end of his life when he passed away in 2002. Hmm. But it doesn't say if the, if the, uh, or like how the men in black threatened them or um, any of that, it just says, I mean, if he shut down all of his research and then the flying saucer, saucer bureau, um, he must have been scared for his life, I guess. I mean, yeah, they, these men in black claim they were from a secret government agency who had been given a task of suppressing evidence of UFOs and probably said something to him that he didn't like and scared the shit out of him and he kept his mouth shut. I mean, is it really unreasonable, though, to think that the military might not want people doing this type of research? And not just like in a nefarious, they're going to find out that there's UFOs um, hold on one second. I'm just shutting my yeah. windows. <laughs> a lot of noise outside. Um, and not just like we don't want the truth about UFOs getting out, but I'm just trying to take a more like rational mm-hmm. approach here. But they don't want miss at the time. They didn't want misinformation of um, like military gear and military secrets that were being identified as UFOs. Yeah, but uh, that would be, that, wouldn't they do a better job of uh, not having people see that shit in the sky? <laughs> I mean... Well, what do you mean? What do you mean? Like the actual UFO? Like the, like the actual it, unidentified Yes, objects? like say that United States military um, and you're test flying this secret aircraft that you don't want nobody to know about. Why the fuck would you fly it in the middle of where populated area or an area you know to be populated and then come I mean, threaten somebody? Like you there's airspace where there's no one around. And even no, no, no. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say, no, I, I, I feel you. I, I and I hear you. I'm talking about people who are doing the research into it, not like the eyewitnesses themselves. There's uh, always plausible deniability. What do you that mean? That means is um, you're the government saying, no, this guy is wrong. Um, there is no thing. There is nothing going on to that. Uh, unless if the things that he's reporting are real and he's got like irrefutable evidence and yeah. it's military secret, military secrets that are out. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, uh, you know, just speculating. What if that that is the case, and it's not as nefarious as uh, the um, stories are making it out. Yeah, but there's but, one thing you know. about the hey, there's some people they dress in black suits. It's like hey, uh, uh, you didn't see anything. And there's another thing about threatening. 
these people saying they're True. being threatened. And in the case True. of um uh, what's the guy's name? Um Dr. Hopkins, he's saying that a coin shapeshift and disappeared out of his hand. And he's also given a description of a person that has that looks extremely pale and has no eyebrows. Or God, what, what else do you say? This guy looked like he had no eyebrows and hair and yeah, no like hair. Why would you yeah. be a government agent and shave off your hair and all your hair and eyebrows and and what? You don't want nobody to identify you. I mean, you're a government agent. They're not going to see you for the. You're not going to be living across the street for the guy you you're uh, trying to tell him to hey shut up about UFOs. You know, it's just. I mean. He- could have been like you know in in trials for like swimming i guess <laughs> he could have been a he, like an he, amateur he's, he's an olympic he's he's swimmer. an olympic amateur olympic swimmer yes hey. yes trying to shade seconds off your lap time you never know <laughs> go on my, i'm sorry my brain just exploded uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that it's always possible. It, it could so, be, or yeah, I don't know. <laughs> both of these homies get threatened, and they shut down their research. And then the the men in black never contact. Them. Yeah, yeah. Um, or check this story out. This here's a story uh, about Paul Miller. Um, mm-hmm. Paul Miller was. Uh, returning home from a honey trip and he saw a uh, luminous disc in the sky. The disc landed in an empty field and two humanoids, this is according to Mr. Miller, emerged from the craft. Miller fired his gun at him because that's what Americans do when you're new. (laughs) (laughs) Travel all across the galaxy to come land in an empty field and get shot at by Next. Yep, yep that's up. a good old American greeting. <laughs> shoot first, ask later. So he shot at, he yes, shot he, at them. Uh, or shoot first, don't even bother to ask questions. But yeah, he shot at them. He believed he had injured one when he fled down the rural road in his car. However, in that moment, he realized he had lost time. It was almost three hours later than he had first encountered the craft. He shrugged it off and he went back to his job the next day. You know what his job was? Um, no. Air Force. Oh. <laughs> so, you got fired? <laughs> no, no. He, he goes to work in his Air Force job, but upon him entering his work, he was merely confronted by three men and black suits. Hey, Paul, what did you do this weekend? Oh, I just shot at some humanoid head. <laughs> like, oh, okay, what'd you do? I just made an egg salad sandwich because I really wanted an egg salad sandwich. So I went out to the store and bought all the coutrement. And when I made it, I just really didn't feel like eating it anymore. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
happy yes. Monday. <laughs> like, goes for it, but yes. nothing happens. Uh, they told him that they had his file. Okay. Uh, despite having told no one about the event, the men said they were that they knew all about it and mentioned the encounter would be best forgotten. According to Paul, this is he says that they seemed to know everything about me, where I worked, my name, everything else. They also asked questions about his experiences as if they already knew the answers. Paul was so terrified he didn't come forward with his experiences till years later. <clears throat> okay. Uh, okay. I mean, you shoot an injured, what you think is an alien, and you expect no follow-up from that from yeah but he's the only one there no what he's told no one about this encounter and he comes into work next day and there's three men in black suits who know about the incident and they're asking questions of him Okay, that's weird. For, okay, first of all, I'm going to have to say this. I got to preface this. I think this story is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think this story is absolute bullshit, but let's play along. <laughs> let's, let's play, play along. along. I... Let's act like this actually happened. And he comes out. He's driving home from a camping trip. Then had some fun and went out in the woods and all of a sudden he sees a object in the sky that comes all the way down to a field right by him and he's never seen this object before. It looks like nothing he's ever seen out from this craft or wherever this weird thing is step, step out to beings that look like no one or nothing you've ever seen before in this world. And how do you respond to this extraordinary event that is playing out in front of your eyes? You shoot at You them, give them the old Texas hello and you shoot at them. <laughs> <laughs> and you think you did wounded one of them. And let's just say, let's play along. You did wound one of them. And the other one is pissed off. And he's looking at you like, if I catch you, I'm going to kick your ass. And you hightail it the hell out of there. You get home. You tell no one about this incident. You just like, I'll just figure it out tomorrow. You go to sleep. You, know, you get in your bed. You go to sleep. Or you try to get some sleep because you don't want to think about what if those things find out where you live and are sitting outside of your home. So you got your rifle right next to you, your revolver underneath your pillow, another revolver on the nightstand. You're able to fall asleep. You goalie go to sleep. You wake up the next morning. You, have, you get dressed, take a shower, have some breakfast, go to work. Get to work. 
figured like I'm gonna do my job today. I'm gonna work hard, but afterwards I'm gonna tell somebody about this weird experience that I had this weekend. And as you're walking in, there's three men in black suits that you've never seen before start asking you questions about the night before. You have told no one, and you're freaking out. And then they tell you after asking you hours of questions. Things that they already knew that you had done the night before, they call off and say, you better not say anything about it. They also tell you what you had for breakfast this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then, then in the middle of it, it's like, hey, it's time to break for lunch. And we're like, oh, we'll order your lunch for you. Well, where are you going? We're going to what? We're going to McDonald's. Oh, man, I want to go to White Castle. We're going to McDonald's. <laughs> And they don't even bother to get you a number one. They get you a goddamn salad. And then they forget the salad dressing. And then you tell me you want a Coke. And they get you a Diet Coke. Hell on earth. Hell on earth. Nightmare yeah. scenario. Sorry, Mr. Miller. Yes. So, supposedly, that's probably what happened. Even up to the part of them ordering fucking McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, how would you react to this situation, Ogul? I would definitely uh, just call it a day and go home that day. I would just just take just take a personal day. I, I think they would figure out where you lived <laughs> and show up just like uh, Doctor Hopkins show up at your home and make a pity, or even you disappear. <laughs> Is there any um, like photographic evidence of these okay. men black in any of these? Yes, films? there is one. There, it's two photographic evidence. Well, one a photograph, another a video. Let's talk about the photograph okay. first. Okay. Um, UFO researcher Jack Robinson and his wife Mary get to experience extremely strange events as they pursued more UFO and alien-related subjects. They would come home sometimes and found their house rummage and look through, and the UFO files disturbed. Mary also began to notice a strange man in a black suit and a hat staring up at their apartment from the, uh, their doorway. They lived in Brooklyn at the time. This is during the, uh, the late 50s, early 60s. So they begin to tell one of their friends... Um, about it, and uh, their friend had mentioned, hey, hey, had seen the same person, too, um, when they were coming up to their apartment. So their friend um, said that I could get a photo of this guy. So what the friend did was walk out to the street, and this man in black was there looking at the apartment, didn't notice the friend, and the friend actually got a photo of the of this man in black. And um, her friend, uh, Tim Green, the guy's name was Tim Green Beckley, snapped a photo of the man, was believed to be uh, proof of the men in black. Uh, if you go on Thought Catalog, uh, thoughtcatalog.com and look under men in black, there's a picture uh, of it, of this guy. And yeah, he's got a nice little top hat on, I see it. Yeah. Like, like just a regular old hat. This guy looks like a regular guy. Like he's got a cigarette in his hand. He's wearing a black suit. Does it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's tough to tell. You can only see like half of his body, and 
there's no one else in the picture besides yeah. him. He's just standing in a doorway. Um, he's just standing in a doorway, yeah. yeah. He's definitely a man in black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> also black and white photos, so. Exactly. <laughs> but he doesn't look like any of the. He doesn't look like what some of the uh, descriptions of. I don't know. I don't uh, know. The second bit of evidence that says that uh, the minute black is this is actually a video. Okay. It's a video. We go on YouTube.com and you look uh, Men in Black real or uh, fake. You see these two men walk into this hotel. I believe this is in Niagara Falls um, <clears throat> or the Canadian side. Um, the story had gone... Um, let me see if I get the story right. The story had gone that one of the hotels, the person who works at this hotel at Miami, Niagara Falls, um, stated that they saw a UFO uh, one night. This, I believe this is back in 2012, 2013. Oh, oh this yeah, is much yeah, more this recent. Is, okay. Uh, really recent, just a few years. Um, they, <sighs> make sure I get the story right. Um, they were walking, the, the guy said he seen something, he, um, uh, unidentified flying object in the sky. He said that, um, he reported it. And then the next day. The um, or next day, a couple of days later, these two men they come into the hotel looking for this person who saw this UFO. Uh, the person wasn't there, and they proceed to ask a bunch of people, um, uh, where this person is and who who his person was, who this person is, and where they where they live, and a bunch of stuff. And he kind of creeped out. Uh, a few people um, at the hotel. I mean, even the. Do you have the video up, Google? I don't. I don't. Um, yes, by Niagara Falls. Just look up real uh, men in black. Let me take a look here. Not the BuzzFeed. This <laughs> is See if I can bring it up. But if if you if if you're on if you're online when you listen to this, you're able to. Um, this video, you see them walking through um, this. The front, the front entrance, the the lobby of this uh, hotel, 
and they're walking through the lobby, and you, you clearly could tell this looks weird. This is these two guys look weird. Uh, <clears throat> I see what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah they just walking through the door, and they look like really weird. Like even the person behind them. I'm right. What the hell was that? <laughs> that was uh, that was me bringing up the video and trying to mute yeah. it at the same time. But yeah, I see it. I see it. All right, so they walk through the lobby. Yeah, they walk through the lobby hotel. Like this is like they just capture this and then walking in and then walking out. There's no video of these men walking into the hotel or asking people questions, something like that. And some people believe that this is like some sort of publicity stunt or something uh, for some sort of movie. They thought it was publicity stuff for Minute Black, even though there was no Minute Black film released it with, with supposedly this film. This this tape had came out, and some people think it's some practical joke, um, because they're not sure which hotel this is in in Niagara Falls that got this video that took this video. But it's if it's real, it's really weird. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Is it that weird? It's just two dudes walking through. But they have no disdainable features. Yeah, but it's kind of a grainy. I mean, video. yeah, it's a grainy silver video. But look at the size of these guys. Compare, especially yeah, I know the, they are the compare it to the guy who's behind on the other side of the the automatic doors. And even he gets a look at these guys like, what the hell. I mean, look at the size of these guys. Like, two NBA players show up, and they both wear black, and they're both white? What the fuck? <laughs> they are quite tall, but the fact that, like, there's no other footage besides yeah, that, that's, like, uh, yeah. there's footage of them yeah. walking mm-hmm. through a lobby. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the only thing. I'm not... It, it, it could be um, a real thing, or could be fake. We don't know. Yeah, it's not enough uh, evidence there. But I believe there's one other thing you wanted to talk about uh, with Dan Aykroyd, right? That's that's the one I'm really interested in. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly, Dan Aykroyd was visited by the men in black, supposedly. Dan Aykroyd. Yes, Dan Dan Aykroyd Aykroyd from Ghostbusters, Blues Brothers, uh, Pearl Harbor. He was supposedly visited by the men in black. Okay, here's a story according to Dan Aykroyd. Um, Dan Aykroyd, a, a couple of years ago, he came story about uh, came forward about the story. He was taping a show on the paranormal, like you like this show, ghosts, UFOs, ESP, cryptid stuff like that for the Sci-Fi Channel. And they had picked it up. Mm-hmm. They picked up the show. So he was filming all these things and um for the uh for the actual for the actual show. I think the pilot. So uh one day he was he steps out to take a phone call from Britney Spears. <laughs> <Okay>. um, 
Why is he getting phone calls he's, from Britney uh, Spears? Britney Spears so Dan Aykroyd's point of view, Dan Aykroyd had uh, said that Britney Spears asked him to appear on Saturday Night Live when she was hosting back in 2002. Okay. So uh, when he steps outside, I think this is out in New York City, he noticed a black Ford was parked across the street. A tall man steps out of the Ford and starts staring him down. So Dan Aykroyd, like, well, taken aback by this, turns away for a moment. Then he turned back to find the man in the car had completely disappeared. Just gone off the face of the earth. They weren't there. So he finished his phone call. He returned to the studio only to learn that his show had been canceled in order to stop filming immediately. And that happened same day, day. Same day within a couple of minutes of each other. So uh, people say that he might have been hallucinating or stuff or the story is a little far-fetched. But Ackward said he knew what he saw. In many cases, there was some connection between these MIBs and it is paranormal show. Uh, I mean, do we no. know? Do we know Dan Aykroyd have a history of uh, being untruthful about something? I mean, he's an actor. I mean, shit, he could exaggerate the truth. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I just never like the story is a little fishy to me because okay, you have this show that was going to be uh, distributed by the Sci-Fi Network. Uh, it was on Paranormal and a uh, Paranormal uh, encounters, UFOs, stuff like that. Um, they immediately cancel it and tell him that, no, you need to stop filming the show. That, that's a little weird, uh, unless they like run out of... Because usually shows like this is produced and the money up front is by a different company. So, like, a company is working with the network. So say if this company was like, hey, this company, me and you own it, and the we have this deal with, say, um, Discovery Network to produce this to produce this show, but we're fronting the money for this show. Um, and all of a sudden, like Discovery goes, we don't want to, even though we haven't finished filming or showing them anything, um, stop filming. Um, we're not going to pick up the show. We're going to differ the Russian. Thanks a lot. Me and you are still investing money into this show, so we're going to finish this show and we're going to take it someplace else and see if they're going to pick it right. up. So, right. unless Sci Fi, even Sci Fi Channel was like paying the money up front, you're still going to finish the show and it's like probably try to work something out where you give like get another production company into it like say you have a reel of this and you take it to another production company and they might like oh we can think we can get this in syndication or something um let's go talk to the sci-fi network and just pay them and give them money and just like here just give us the rights and all this stuff we're going to take it to a different network we believe we can take it to a different network or put it in syndication so for them to just to say just stop taping and that's it and shut everything down is a little weird to me and they never give them a reason um even to this day it's yeah. like as to Shut yeah, down. they just shut it down. He thinks it because some the men in black were asking questions, or he was asking questions that pe that people didn't want answered, like blah blah blah, and and 
like, okay, you can believe that, or you're exaggerating the story, or I really don't believe Britney Spears called you, now. <laughs> no. No, he is, he did. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. What's like, what would be his incentive to, to make up this exaggerated lie about Men in Black showing up and shutting down the production? I don't know. No, but sure. <laughs> I mean, just by the status of his, like, uh, he's him being a public figure and coming out and saying this, I, I'm sort of leaning to believe him, mm-hmm. um, or at least believe his account of it. Doesn't mean that's actually what happened, um. But I'm, you know, I believe that he mm-hmm. thinks that's what happened. Uh, it could have. Uh, I, I, I tend to lean on the might have been coincidence. Even if he claims he saw someone staring at him, okay, but your show gets shut down. It's a little weird that it would happen. At least they wouldn't allow you to finish the show and shop it around to another company. Uh, another network or sit, put it in syndication or whatever for them just to tell you to stop is, is a little weird. But I mean, just because one happens doesn't mean it's, it's associated with the other. I mean, this is true. Yeah, this is true. There, there could have been a myriad of other reasons why the show got shut yeah, down. That's I mean, very true. Shit happens. This is something we just said that on this show plenty of times. Shit happens. It sucks that it does happen, uh, but it, it does. So we got some fairly, you know, limited amount of uh, details on all of these um, incidents, um, with not a ton of f- photographic evidence or video evidence, even mm-hmm. though we looked at those two. Um, yeah, I don't know. What do you what I do you make of all this? There's probably uh, some people got confused uh, with uh, someone from a government agency, probably the Air Force or CIA, asking questions about it, asking questions of people who claim they saw something or experienced something in terms of uh, uh, UFOs or UAEs. Um, and might have gotten their appearances confused or something. I think some of these stories are accurate in terms that someone or a couple of people from some government agency visit them to ask them questions about something. And um, I don't know if they intimidated them. Might have. Some of them. Some of them not. And they said that they were intimidated. Um, in terms of that, I don't think th- I think that the men in black are real. They are of um, uh, probably a known, again, known government entity. Probably again, the army or the air force or the FBI or CIA or NSA or a combination of all. I don't think that these people are UFO are 
from another dimension or another world. I don't think that there, there's some vast conspiracy out there. I don't believe some of these people claim they had experience with uh, Men in Black. Um, I think they're exaggerating, or some of them are just straight lying, especially about their appearances. Um, I think that people who do experience, who do come across some of these guys um, and have told of them looking pale, I think they might have been a traumatic experience that alters how they perceive these people that's coming to talk to them. Um, but mm-hmm. I don't think that, again, these are, it's that strange and unusual. I think that these are normal occurrences that happening with people that they said that I think what they're claiming to see is un- unusual and unnatural, but their interactions with people who are from a government uh, agency that happens to dress in black sometimes that they get it construed with because this is a life-changing, life-altering experience that they're going through and all the things that they're going through afterwards, immediately afterwards, it's, 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 it could be traumatizing. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, if you're going to send out some government um, agents to, like, intimidate someone or um, have them, you know, change their story or what have you, like, it's not out of the realm of possibility that those people would be tall, intimidating, you know, um, people that might put fear into you. And like you're saying, if the intimidation was mm-hmm. traumatic enough, these people might have skewed um, testimony, like eyewitness accounts of what these people look, what these men in black look like. Um, but yeah, it, it for these "Quote unquote men in black to be otherworldly beings." Yeah. I think that's ridiculous. But you know, as we said at the very beginning, the government going out of their way to silence people for their own reasons, national security or so not. You what? You you? I didn't hear you. What did yeah. you say? I, I said, it, like you're saying, the government sending out agents to silence people for national security reasons. Or whatever their reasoning might be is to me something that probably happened happens. In yeah, and even happens. with them silencing people, them threatening people, you're still these stories are getting out. I, I don't necessarily think that that most of these stories that the government are sending these guys out here to silence people. I think they're asking questions. I think it might be a little exaggerated for certain people. Yeah, it might be some cases where the, yeah, the government did say shut up. But, you know, again, it's people going to talk anyway. What's the point of telling somebody to shut shut them up? If you want to shut them up, lock them in a jail and, like, something or just kill them. I don't think that a lot of these cases where they're saying that these guys in black are telling us to be quiet or they hurt us because, hey, we're hearing the story. (laughs) And what you saw. So I don't necessarily think that the government is threatening a lot of these people to uh, shut up. I think it might be a little exaggeration, or again, misspoken or misinterpreted what the itch, what the business of these guys are coming in to talk to me about this experience that I had or something I had seen. 
So, yeah, I mean, there's no point of that because people are going to talk or they just, <laughs> again, it goes into de-escalating. The, the government officials are supposed to be professional. You're supposed to de-escalate a situation, um, especially being this government official or in, technically you're doing law enforcement. You're supposed to be de-escalating a situation. You're walking in and saying, you didn't see anything or we're going to make you disappear. Then all of a sudden I start like, why have I made you disappear? Like right now. It's like you're not de-escalating the situation. You're making the situation even worse. So. Okay. Yeah. We're yeah we're agreement agreement. On this one. It, it, these are not aliens <laughs> it's not that weird and and again people can always say i don't want to talk to you get away from me some guys in black coming in and like we would like to talk to you about that ufo experience you have i don't want to fucking talk to you get away from me go get a warrant shut the door shut oh, the door, door right the damn fucking... door like hey fuck <laughs> off guys <laughs> <laughs> we'd like to talk to you about it's like we'd like to talk to you about our, <laughs> about the greatness of Donald Trump get the fuck off my goddamn lawn <laughs> if I go clean you one on your ass but yeah <laughs> that's a minute black if you happen to see him yeah <laughs> shit you know what's even spookier than a minute black black eyed children Tell me. or just children <laughs> Yo, yes, I completely agree. Yes, 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 yes. yes. What's that? Yeah, Studio Decor. Yep. Village of the Damned. Oh, man. Yeah, that's Yeah, we'll, we'll get to the, the black eyed yeah. kids on a different day. Well, that's an old spare story oh, to itself. Right. But yeah, that is Men in Black. <sighs> Thank God it wasn't a murder. <laughs> we'll get, yes, not this time. <laughs> not we'll get back time. to good old fashioned true crime in a couple of episodes. But now I think we gotta do some uh, ghost hoax shit or some goddamn good old fashioned government conspiracies coming every weekend. Where we got a lot of them. We're gonna be doing the, uh, the how they pulled off the alien holotoxic hoax and. Um, Hey, is the government really selling crap to black people? The answer is yes. <laughs> There's also UFO Alien Month coming up in May, where I'm going to pick a story and Ogul's going to pick a story, and uh, we're going to dissect it right here on Weekend Weird. And yes, it's going to be ghouls and goblins alike here on Weekend Weird. So, uh, Ogul, any parting words for our listeners here, all 12 of them? <laughs> <laughs> no, thanks for uh, tuning in as always. Hopefully, this is mildly entertaining. <laughs> um, you know, yeah, no thanks problem. for having thanks me for on. I do appreciate it as always. You've been a trusty co host. <laughs> um, also, uh, speaking of co hosts, uh, one of my co hosts, one of uh, our uh, guests, Laurel, is uh, having some uh, medical issues. Uh, if you don't remember Laurel, she's uh, Laurel Kirkpatrick. Uh, she's on. She does issues and answers on Gary Radio thirteen seventy. Um, she's going through some uh, issues right now. I can't get into them, but uh, keep her in her thoughts. She's going through going through this uh, medical medical issues. So keep her keep her in your thoughts. She's, these are the positive thoughts she she can get to get through this. So. Um, and, 
do appreciate her coming on those two episodes. Uh, you'll remember her. Go back to our Indiana Sampler, which is now the most listened to uh, podcast <laughs> for Weekend Weird. And uh, go you're not on it. <laughs> Yes, and uh, she also came back for uh, the server girl annihilator murder, the first story that we did of this year, twenty forty one. So yeah, she uh, keep her your thoughts, keep her good thoughts coming up because uh, I want her to come back on the show and uh, do some more, a couple more episodes with her because people seem to like. It. So, uh, but yeah, other than that, um, hopefully y'all are out there still being safe and responsible. We're not done with the pandemic yet, but we can see the end of the tunnel. We can see the light. Please, please, please get your shots. They're safe. Do not listen to these people out here that are saying, these anti-vaxxers, these, uh, they are saying that these things are dangerous. They, they are lying to you. They are liars. They're nothing more than liars. They're crazy people. And if they weren't in society, it'd be better on it. Please get this shot so we can get out of this pandemic and go try to rebuild what we've previously had and try to get back to some semblance of normalcy. I would like to be able to record in the same room as my co-host again. <laughs> Here, here. While drinking here, beer here. and eating a big steak. <laughs> so please, here, here. please, please continue to social distance, continue to wear a mask and get your shots. They they're they're handing them out like hotcakes. I'm telling you right now, the, the day I record this, the next day I get my first shot. So <laughs> I cannot wait for it. I cannot wait for it. And pretty soon I'm my second, and then I will be Superman, and <laughs> I'm going out like Roberto Benini and make love to you all. <laughs> but please, please, please get your shot. It's your turn. Your turn is right now. Go up there. You're having a hard time signing up. Keep signing up. Keep yelling. Keep screaming. Because May, by May 1st, they have to give us all the shots. And when you get it, take it. Whether it's Johnson, Johnson, Moreno, but Let's hurry up and get the hell out of this. Uh, shit. Getting my damn nerves. So, uh, anything else, Uncle? You want to add? No, man. Uh, congratulations on, on getting Thank vaccinated you. tomorrow. Um, yeah, I got my first shot yeah. three weeks ago. So, about a week away from getting the second shot. So, um, All right. here we go. So, we're going to make this the. The Roaring 2021 yes, Summer. Yes, I'm going to go out and you'll see. <laughs> but, uh, all right, again, thank you, Ogul. Do appreciate it. And uh, thank for everyone listening to Weekend Weird. Uh, we'll see you next time. And again, stay weird because being weird is really cool. We'll talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.